Good afternoon. You're listening to Classic Cars Live, the show where we talk about car movies, pretty much only car movies. Now, we've talked about Ford v. Ferrari on this show before, and we've uh, talked about talking about Need for Speed, and that's what today is. That's right. It's going to be our most anticipated. It's our most anticipated episode of Classic Movies Live yet. Today, we are talking about Need for Speed. There is a spoiler warning at some point. Uh, if you care, and if you don't, uh, just listen to us talk about Need for Speed for the whole time. This is an exciting movie. There's a lot to say. So there you go. And um, gosh, what can we put in from this? We'll figure out something. Here is something from the soundtrack of Need for Speed. So I'm just going to get into it. All right, go for it. All right, here it goes. So let me set the scene for you guys. When last we left off, the year was 1964. Carol Shelby has just been enlisted by Henry Ford II to make a car that can win the, Le Mans, the 24 hours at Le Mans. Carol Shelby himself enlists Ken Miles to help him make this car, and that car eventually becomes the Ford Mustang. And for the rest of the movie, they, uh, they, they're making that Mustang. They eventually go to the 24 Hours at Le Mans in 1965. They do not win. In 1966, they go back, and Ford takes all three, all three top positions. Then, when they get back, they keep working on that Mustang. The, no, it's not a Mustang. It's a GT, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I'm forgetting this stuff already. Anyway, they keep working on cars, and... Ken Miles eventually tragically dies while working on one of those cars, while testing one of them. But Carol, Shelby, and Ford keep going. They keep making those cars until finally Carol Shelby dies because he gets super old. Presumably, Henry Ford II died before that. But when he died, when Carol Shelby died, he, the legend has it, he was working on a Ford Mustang. And that Ford Mustang is lost to time. But then let's fast forward to 2014, when a dude named Dino just discovers it out of nowhere. So he goes to Toby Marshall, the one and only, the legendary mechanic, <laughs> to say, can you build me this car? I have the car for you. Make it look cool. And then Toby Marshall does it, and he makes this car and sells it for 300 for three million dollars because it's really fast and then a lot of stuff happens from there and if you haven't guessed by now this is a sequel episode to our ford v ferrari episode today we are going to be talking about need for speed pierre did i miss anything in the plot buildup? is there really anything we got to talk about beyond that not really you you nailed it i'm actually more intrigued by this narration than the movie itself oh so, wow <laughs> <laughs> so like, what i just described the part of this the part of need for speed that i just described was just right at the right at the end of that narration there and that uh it was like two sentences when i said it guess how long that takes in the movie that is a cool 30 minutes at least probably 45 where they're yeah. just discovering this car and they build the car, and they show off that it goes really fast. Yeah, then, like a huge advertisement, honestly, at that point. Sorry, I mean, I, I guess really kind of. That. I had to get that out there. I guess kind of, but it wasn't clear what it was an advertisement for, because they That's were true. advertising the Ford. And then they uh, showed off a Lamborghini, but not for very long. And then they showed off three cars that I still don't know what the brand name was, because they said it, and they all said it with, like, slurred words. 
So it was almost like they were intending to hide what the brand name was. And also it's illegal in the States. So that's probably why. Um, yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, this is Need for Speed. As everyone knows, one of the great car movies of the last 10 years and personally my most anticipated movie that we're talking about on, the, on, on this show. The plot, uh, we'll get to more, I guess, probably, but it was unremarkable. There's really not much going on in this plot. I, I wasn't even sure for a while that there was a plot because stuff just sort of happens and it feels like in a regular movie it would have some agency, but it didn't feel like that. Oh, well, okay, I, I actually think there was, they, they shoved in quite a bit of... It, it's a surprising amount of plot for a movie that's based on like a video game, right? I think it's a video... Need for Speed's yeah, a video it's... game, right? I'm not tripping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like... They actually, I was kind of expecting a silly, fun romp, but it's actually like a very a kind of hilariously intense plot on racing. <laughs> like, but considering. So, what the, I would say. Sorry, keep going. Consi- just considering the tone that it, the, yeah. it set, that it sets. It feels like a Michael Bay movie, but everything is extremely dramatic. Yeah, um, it's so. almost. Well. I, I think I know what you're saying. Like, it's, it's take Michael Bay and remove all the action and, like, insert even more bad writing, and then you have this movie, kind of. Yeah, essentially. It's, it's really weird, because there's no action in this movie. There are some races, but the first one is super boring. The only good race is the last one. And most of it is just them running from the cops, but, like, driving through scenic Nebraska, I guess. <laughs> talking and listening to sad music. It was strange. There's not very much racing in this movie. And I honestly was very disappointed by that. Because to me, this movie should have tried really hard to be Fast and Furious. Because it's, I mean, I don't know, I don't know that it would have been a good movie that way, but it would have definitely hit the tone of the games better, for sure. Also, that just would have been more fun to watch. I, yeah, I guess the well, I, I don't know. It felt. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I I think we should talk about the plot first. I guess okay. in general. Okay. And then we can go into more intense criticism before we get. <laughs> yeah, get I guess before I before I start trashing this movie, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I I have a lot to say about this movie. Not all of it is bad, but all of it is confusing. So yeah. uh, let's. Uh, how about how about you fill in the rest of the plot? Okay. So yeah, the. The movie, well, the movie as a whole is essentially uh, Dominic Cooper. Okay, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, the, the start was really confusing again for me. Um, Dominic Cooper is uh, is a rich car owner or rich car seller, salesman. Yeah, he, he's a dealer. And it sounds like he deals like... Dealer. Yeah, he's a car dealer... Cars. High-end cars, high-end yeah. and like very specific cars. Like he doesn't yeah. just, he doesn't just like sell any Lamborghini. Like he sells specific stuff. Yeah, and then he hires Aaron Paul to help him sell a car. Specifically, this last Carroll Shelby car. Yeah, and which, then um... as far as I can tell, is a this car is fictional. Like this isn't a legendary car or anything, or even a specific model. It is a fictional car they came up with for this movie yeah and then i guess i feel like spoilers kind of happen early with this movie honestly so like or does it really oh yeah the most the most important thing that happens in this movie happens it feels like 15 minutes in but very early i guess i won't say what it is but essentially him him and uh aaron paul the main character and dominic cooper who's like the rich car dealer um race and then something happens and then essentially the movie is kind of the rest of it is about Aaron Paul's character getting revenge is the gist of it through racing yes. specifically. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was uh that's that's honestly it. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then like when he's trying to get revenge, the first the way the first thing he does is he goes like he basically goes on a road trip to assemble his crew kind of. Like he <laughs> yeah. he gets he, he calls up someone who has the car that he wants. So she brings a car and then they drive that car to whatever the next city is so they can get um, 
Kid Cudi, and then they move on from there and get the rest of his crew, including Academy Award winner Rami Malek. Yeah, what the hell? I guess okay, you, so, you first want to talk about like how weird the cast was. Yeah, I do want to talk about how weird the cast was. This cast is like supernaturally stacked. And also, yeah. weirdly enough, the only, I think that of this cast, the only people that were super big, hot names at the time were Dominic Cooper. I think that was it. Even though this cast is ridiculous by today's standards, because it has Rami Malek, it's got Immigrant Poots, it's got Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey, it's got Aaron Paul, who was kind of a draw at the time because he had just finished Breaking Bad. This was his first thing after Breaking Bad, I believe. Yeah, um, I remember that Dom- a lot of hype because of that. Like, yeah, was- so it was it was Aaron Paul and Dominic Cooper would have been the draws, except mostly Aaron Paul. Dominic Cooper was in a lot of sort of B-rate movies at the time in major roles. So, like, if I saw that, if I if I at the time had seen he was in this, I'd have been like, oh, cool, I know him. But, um, and then also Michael Keaton, and this was the same year you said, I think, that he did Birdman, but before Birdman. Yeah, he filmed it before Birdman, technically. So Michael Keaton at this point is looking for any role that pays. And I'm guessing he got paid decently because the, the budget was relatively high for this. Mm-hmm. And Michael Keaton isn't usually going to get blockbuster movies, at least at the time. Um, yeah, now he can be a lot more choosy with his roles. or and because He can kind of be a lot more choosy, and also he's getting a lot more offers now. Yeah. Because he was in Birdman, and now he's a Marvel movie yeah. guy. So I doubt you'd see him in a movie like that. Oh, well, to be fair, it looks like he might end up being in Morbius. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe he well, doesn't really care. We'll find out in 2021. Yeah, when eventually the movie comes out. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but also, but yeah, he might so... be in Morbius, because Morbius is kind of a Marvel movie. And he's playing the Marvel character, probably. No, yeah, but it's just... Well, I guess. I think he's contractually obliged, but... Um, I don't know. If I was him, I would really not want to be in that movie, from what I can tell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I just want to say, like... Really stacked cast. It very underutilized. Like, despite, despite everyone being good, there was no acting that actually stood out to me at all. It just all... Despite all the talent on screen, it was all very generic. But I want to say as well... I do want to say as well that like, I didn't feel at any point like there were, except maybe Michael Keaton, I didn't feel like any of the actors were specifically phoning it in. Like I said, maybe Michael Keaton, but like they just weren't given much to work with. Yeah, Michael Keaton. (laughs) Sorry. Michael Keaton was literally given a room to sit in and like talking to like a webcam was like his entire character. Yeah, and what and who exactly his character was was very unclear. I don't I haven't played Need for Speed very much. Like I've played it a little bit at friends' houses, but I've never like played through an entire storyline. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a narrator, and if there's a narrator, I'm guessing that's who Michael Keaton was. I guess because he's basically he... just sitting there saying things at key moments, but yeah. it's never really clear who he is. He's basically like exposition the character, unfortunately. Pretty sort of much. Role delegated to. Um, uh, Aaron he, he Paul. Seemed, oh. Oh, I was just gonna say, Mumkin seemed like he was kind of having fun with it, but yeah, again, it was just pretty bad. Like the character was just a bad character. Yeah, but also I think that kind of speaks to what I was talking about about these people aren't given much to to work with, because like yeah. you said, Michael Keaton's just in a room. Sure, he's having fun with it, but. What can you realistically yeah. do when the only no. shots are you in front of a webcam and one shot from above where you're allowed to move your chair back a bit? Yeah. Um, um, well, speaking of Aaron Paul, like you mentioned, I actually think he was given a lot to work with, but he couldn't pull through. That, I think, maybe. to be honest. I don't think he's... Maybe. He really... I can really tell why after this he wasn't really given any other blockbuster roles, at least. Um, because mm-hmm. he just... I guess... It was a, I think it was a big mistake for him to accept the leading role, first of yes. all. I think it put a lot of pressure on his career, and especially for this type of movie. And also, I, I don't think he's, he has enough screen presence to 
be a lead character, at least, at least for this movie. Certainly um, not in this movie because like, I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was acting badly, but I definitely don't think he fit this role at all. Cause this role requires the, the role that he was in was kind of the, it was not a one-to-one, but the kind of person they're looking for is a Paul Walker from fast and the furious type, which Aaron Paul almost pull off visually, but really he doesn't have the raw charisma for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it just wasn't there. Um, and I, I, I could, well, I could tell sometimes he, he really tried. Oh, he uh, did. That's what I'm the... saying. Like he wasn't acting badly. He just didn't fit this role. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. I'd say in general. Um, but I, I, I can't see. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, I just don't see him in general being a lead leading man. I don't know why. Um, I just think, well, don't think his acting his acting's maybe too subtle or it's hard to say. I'm not but, sure, but I definitely, I kind of agree because the, the roles where I've seen him in that I've really, really liked him in, he's always playing off of someone else very well. Like in Breaking Bad, he's really good because he's playing off of other people. He's really good in that supporting role. In mm-hmm. BoJack Horseman, same thing. He's excellent in that supporting role. He couldn't carry the show, but because he's there, the show is that much better. Yeah. Well, also, to be fair, I guess the thing is, like, for 50% of this movie, he is in a car seat. (laughs) Yeah. Also not given much to work with. Uh, But, yeah, I I think that's unfortunate. I, I, But, honestly, I could have, like, if I could have told you from a one mile away, like, without having seen this movie, that this was a mistake for his career. I, Um, uh, yeah, same. For real. So, yeah, uh, who else? There was... I, I really want to talk about Kid Cudi. I was not expecting him at all. I was like, honestly, I didn't even know it was him until like maybe 30 minutes into the movie. I was like, wait, is that, is that Cudi? What the hell? Um, um, I would say like the, the performances I really liked in this of all of the performances or the ones I liked most anyway were Kid Cudi and Rami Malek. Yeah, I think they, well, I think their characters were probably given the most to do. The um, most to do, but also, like, not... They weren't allowed to be on screen for long enough that they got bored. Yeah, it was very limited. Uh, could he... I, I think Rami, he was just playing himself, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I think, <laughs> honestly, I look, at, I look at this movie and I'm like, what are they trying to do with this movie? At least to some degree, they're trying to do the Fast and the Furious. But clearly, they're not doing that. But that's kind of what all of these roles are modeled after. Yeah. And they, they hired Kid Cudi because they needed a ludicrous type. And they figured he would oh, fit the bill. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's a good point. And to um, be honest, honestly, like, he, did, he, he did done, great. Yeah, like, if he was given, like, Fast and Furious, I think he could have done better than, like, Luda. Um, but... Maybe. But Luda got that in, the two, <laughs> in, like, 2000, and he's never yeah. giving that up. He was in it from the start. But... Yeah, he he looked like he was kind of having fun. I thought it was kind of corny. Like, they got him to sing a couple times. <laughs> I was just like, well, all right. I we thought it was him. really funny because, like, I thought it was funny because he was the helicopter driver. And every time you see him, he's in a different helicopter. And yeah, you have no I, idea how he got that helicopter. Because, like, that's, he's, that, that's sorry? true. He never steps out of, like, the helicopter for, like, the entire no. movie. And it's always and it's always a different one, and it's always a different like significant one because he starts <laughs> yeah. out in just his helicopter. The next time you see him, he's in a news helicopter with no explanation of how he got that. The next yeah. time you see him, he's in a military grade Apache helicopter with yeah. like uh, with with a pilot sitting right next to him. <laughs> so like, how did he get this? And then the next time you see him, he's in jail for stealing a military helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how did he get? any like clearance to be able to do this for real what the yeah fuck? so he he was good i liked him every time he was on scene it was a pleasure yeah it it did feel really stupid but i just didn't care it with the movie at that point so well i, I also like, feel like you see someone's having fun with us this movie um took itself way too seriously it did that, um it was really heavy at times yeah really heavy surprisingly 
Um, are, is there anyone else in the cast we want to talk about? Um, I guess Rami Malek. He was yeah, he was really Rami, surprising to see. <laughs> he was very surprising, and like I really liked. He was having fun with this role. He just got to be eccentric and goof off, and yeah, it worked I'm, again mostly because he wasn't in it for too long. Because I found yeah. his character actually super annoying, but yeah. because he was in it very sparingly, I thought it was funny. It was mostly fine. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he, I don't entirely know what the point of him being in the movie was like i remember his character is brought in to test he to check out the drag and on the on the car and see if he could fix it yeah but he's that never he's the group mechanic in. yeah but he never actually does anything to do that he fuels the car once you know i think he does cool. it off screen i'm not 100 percent sure but it kind of felt like he did something off screen oh okay because after uh, that scene the car never drags again yeah okay that's a fair point um who else there was that one of the guys in that in his aaron paul's crew i don't recognize at all yeah i didn't um, know i didn't know who he was either and i i literally can't tell you couldn't tell you what he did this movie uh he drove uh, the truck yeah <laughs> he drove the truck um well the, the truck my, oh, is basically like a mobile pit crew so that was important yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was kind out. of the team lead, like not the uh, driver, but oh, the the other, yeah, the rest of the yeah. Team. Um, there was a who was the girl in her? Her name is like Emotin something. Imogen Poots. Um, Imogen Poots. Uh, I've never heard, seen or heard of her before. Or uh, she was movie. in a she was in a really really good movie that came out the same year as this called Filth. Uh, it's a really dark psychological um it's like a really psychological dark comedy about a rogue cop in scotland and she plays yeah. the good cop yeah and she's okay. very good in that movie oh nice she's also been in other stuff i have not i can't think of any of that other stuff <laughs> um yeah I, she was all right i was really disappointed in her character because she's really interesting i thought she was pretty interesting at the start Kind of in a cliche way, but like she really owned the scene when she came in. Yeah. Uh, but then that charisma that she showed in the first like two minute scene was completely lost for the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, she very character... quickly. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, just I was gonna say her character just slowly becomes like a stereotypical female character from like the two thousands or nineties movies. Yeah, uh, she reminded me a lot. She reminded me a lot of the uh, love interest in Baby Driver, who was good, but also fell into that role really disappointingly early. Because I, I think her act, the actress for her was pretty solid. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, she was given nothing to do, and they basically massacred the character throughout the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the last one, I guess, is Dominic Cooper, who... Uh, who I guess he he did a solid job. Nothing really stuck out with him, but I, I, I mean, hated him. I didn't like him. I think around this point in Dominic Cooper's career, because what else have I seen him in at this point? Well, the last thing that I would have seen him in before this movie would have been uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunt. Mm. But uh, um, seen him in other movies where he just kind of plays either a very gen- uh, mentor hero character or a very generic kind of villain character and he was just kind of playing that he's comfortable in this role and he was just playing a role he was already pretty comfortable in like nothing nothing stood out but he was good yeah it was good enough um Mm -hmm. i i didn't i didn't say i wouldn't say his backing was bad or anything um i'd say he was above average for this movie sure yeah what Um, what are we what are we defining as average dakota johnson sure well her all of what three minutes of screen time maybe uh she just looked sad that was her yeah. that was her screen direction is look sad yeah. it was a very weird role to bring in i thought there would be more to play with there because she was the main character's ex-girlfriend and um, then the villain's current <laughs> girlfriend he he doesn't win her over but she finds out dominic cooper did some bad stuff so she breaks up with him and the thing is, what she finds out that he did 
I'm sure that if I'd been watching the movie more closely, it would be clear. But she just like brings up a computer screen. It shows the screen. I, rem- I, I looked at that screen and I had no idea what I was looking at. She gasps and then it's done. So I don't even know what she found out about uh, Dominic Cooper. It was the car. They f- she found out the car was in storage. The third car. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. And okay. then that's how that's what Eric Paul finds it for the end. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, we, we can start talking about the plot now. Okay. Um, so there's the or, characters. This is, again, this is such a weird cast. But anyway, yeah. the plot. Uh, Didn't we talk about the plot? Oh, we talked about the basic plot, but I guess just getting more into it. it was, yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess this is spoilers. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're still with us sure. and you care about spoilers, here's the spoiler warning. I don't know if we're going to talk about them right away, but here it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess just overall, the, the movie was very totally confusing because it was just like balls to the wall action and and like kind of ridiculous with like people. It looked like they killed people through their their car stunts, honestly. Um, yeah, because there were cars exploding and shit behind them sometimes. Uh, but then like there are a couple scenes where uh, you know someone die or someone gets hurt in a car crash actually there's just one i guess right yeah yeah so okay i'll just say it someone died someone died on a car crash which was aaron paul's one of aaron paul's friends and i think uh, it's his brother his, no it's his ex-girlfriend's brother Again, oh kind of confusing. okay yeah but yeah so he dies uh through a race I, honestly that the whole reason he was there was kind of stupid i don't know because uh aaron paul and dominic cooper's character were set up to to race for a shit ton of money. Yeah. And and then this guy, Aaron Paul's friend, comes in. He's like, I want to race too. I don't know remember why. But Yeah, he was whatever. just like, hey, I want to race too. And the thing is, yeah. if he wins, they never came up with terms. Like if he won, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, so I don't know why he was there. Um and then like at the end with the instant I saw him joining, I was like, oh this dude's like pretty fucked. Um <laughs> It was very obvious bait for something bad to happen. Uh, especially, it, it felt like they put him in in a rewrite, or like like they rewrote the script, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we need something bad to happen here, so let's have this guy just race for some reason." And then I don't remember. The... I don't remember how troubled the development of this movie was. Maybe not at all, but <laughs> like, I could totally see that actually being a rewrite because he was yeah really only significant he was only significant so that he could basically get fridged essentially so i saw that coming a mile away and then yeah that scene was just really really dark you're like okay this is, seems kind of like a cool kind of light-hearted just racing movie and then this good dude like it wasn't even <laughs> honestly the death scene was just like kind of funny because of how insanely bad the car crash was like oh yeah he it, flipped over like he got rammed and then flipped over the car and his car immediately exploded. <laughs> yeah. And then it like bounces a couple times and then it like jumps off the bridge. Too. <laughs> it was just like, all right. That car was that determined too. to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that scene followed by like Aaron Paul's because then Aaron Paul went like insane, insane sad mode. It felt very reminiscent of Breaking Bad. Uh, mm-hmm. his crying, which I've seen many times from that show. Uh, but yeah, I started crying and it was just like, yeah, such a huge shift. And then they do the two, le- and then he goes to jail. And, and then they do a two years later thing. You're just like, what the hell is going on? Like, oh my God, I wasn't, I don't, I didn't really care about the character, but I wasn't expecting this. Jeez. And yeah, so then it turns into from like kind of fun movie to like intense movie. But then it cuts two years later and then he gets out of prison and then it's back to like being a fun movie again completely. Well, yeah, more or less. Or not fun, but just like more, I guess, because it wasn't really funny like a Marvel movie. It was, it was, just, it was, I mean, it was ridiculous. I think, I think my biggest issue with this movie, or really, honestly, kind of my only issue with this movie is how somber it is. Because like, you look at Fast and the Furious, for example. I mean, that's the gold standard of car movies, honestly. Yeah. You look at Fast and the Furious, and, like, it's completely ridiculous. They've 
like they have they have someone specifically picking out the best music for all of their races it's all over the place people are screaming people are flying around just weird stuff's going on the whole time and then you look at this movie and he's like driving through the countryside and there's some sad piano riff playing in the background and there was almost no music in this movie aside from the score yeah and i don't know have you ever played a need for speed game no i haven't this okay. movie definitely so, does not make me want to though so i've i've played need for speed a little bit but again only at friends houses and stuff but when i think of need for speed i think of the soundtrack because that is one of the most like it's one of the most influential game soundtracks because of all of the licensed music and like the specific choices of licensed music. Like mm -hmm. there are a lot of bands that owe a big chunk of their career to need for speed and need for speed underground, just because that's where they got so many of their fans. It's kind of like yeah. Tony Hawk. It's kind of like Tony Hawk pro skater too. Like these games are as influential for their soundtrack as for what they, as they are for what they did for racing games. And this movie, like three licensed songs, one of them was a really sad cover of All Along the Watchtower. <laughs> and other than that, it was like just very sad piano score. And I actually looked up this composer halfway through the movie because I was thinking, can this man be retroactively fired from this movie? Uh, <laughs> and I, it, it's really strange. This is a guy who's composed primarily for this director. And... Uh, he, he, he says that some of his best work he's ever done is the Bionicle movie soundtracks. Oh. Because he was given the most creative freedom with those. Now, yeah. I haven't read that entire interview, but just that quote implies that he's not always given a lot of creative freedom. So I don't, mm -hmm. fully, I don't fully blame him for this soundtrack being bad, but I certainly have to blame someone. Like, who thought this was the right idea for the tone of this movie? Because I think that just changing the soundtrack so that there was like, I don't know, a little more high adrenaline music going during the races, at least, <laughs> would have really helped this movie a lot. Yeah, they might have, I don't know, I, I could see them going for the, the decision of no music during the races. First of all, because they wanted the engines to like sound pretty good with no distractions. And then also like, I guess it makes it feel more realistic or something, even though the races weren't realistic at all. I, I feel like with uh, the races, with races in general in movies, you can really go one of two ways. Either you have like extremely bumping high energy music, or you do exactly what you said, no music at all, but then you really have to work on the sound design of those races. Like in Ford v Ferrari, it was really good because there wasn't any music during the races, but you heard everything that was happening with those cars. And so it made the races extremely exhilarating regardless. In this movie, it's not that you didn't hear the engines, but like, I didn't notice it any more than I would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, they just didn't commit to one or the other during the races and they needed to commit. They needed to do something on those races. Yeah, yeah they really, I think this movie definitely needed the, the extra oomph of a soundtrack. I, I, okay, well, actually, honestly, like the, the racing portions were kind of interesting, I thought. Yeah, they were, they, were still, they were still the best parts of the movie. Yeah, so it, it lived up to the name, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but um, it definitely, it could have used a little more because um, I guess they were pretty, pretty uh, formula. Like it was all car stunts. There was no interesting stuff with the characters from what I can tell. So like if it's all just racing, because like uh, I guess like with um, with, with uh, chase scenes at least, like I like I like having a cut back to the character where they're they're really into it, I guess, you know? And Aaron Paul never yeah. really felt in as into it as I would have liked, you know. Right. Um, especially since a lot of it was just like running from the cops. Uh yeah. was, like eighty percent of the movie. So I wasn't feeling like he was in immediate danger. It was just like, Oh, can he like pull out pull off a way to get away from them? So Yeah. And it was weird because, like, 
Um, the answer is no. At the end of every, like, eventually, he always got caught by the cops. Even after yeah. the very last race, he gets caught and spends three months in prison for illegal street racing. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, well, I, was it, it was just three months, really? 178. He was also breaking probation. Damn. That's six months, yeah. bro. I know, but it was 100, oh, 178 days? Yeah, that is six months. Oops. Yeah. I was thinking three months because Michael Keaton specifically says three months in prison right after he gets caught. And then it says 178 days. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's three months, right? <laughs> you know, 60-day months. Um, so, yeah, the, the movie was very totally confusing. The racing scenes, yeah, I guess we just talked about that. They were, they were, they were definitely interesting. Um, a little repetitive. Not enough character work, definitely. Again, with, uh, like, Aaron Paul's character didn't really evolve at all. He was always kind no, of a not good really. guy. I like how mm-hmm. at the end they made a they made a big they made a big deal out of him turning back to say Dominic Cooper's character, but like that wasn't really him him changing at all. It was his character always would have done that if that makes sense. Like he he literally does mm-hmm. it at the start, and he does it at the end. It's just someone he doesn't like, and like. It's not like his character evolved to become that way. His character was very static. Um, so there was nothing really earned there, especially because that, that ending's very much ripped off from Cars. Uh, I don't know if this is like a classic racing trope, but like Cars, Cars, Pixar's Cars is the exact same thing eight years before this movie. So that was a little, little funny. Sorry, what did Pixar's Cars movie do again? Wait, what did you say was stolen from Cars? Uh, the ending, or the way uh, the winner turns back to save. Remember, because in Cars, uh, the green car hurts the blue car, and then Lightning Queen like gives up winning in order to help the other guy out, you know? Oh, he yeah. He stops before the finish line, and that's what Aaron Paul did. Except he wins anyways. He he before he wins, he turns back and helps out Dominic Cooper, who's in pain, saves his life, and then he finishes the race. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was very, very similar um, arcs, I guess. But at least in Cars, I wasn't expecting that, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that was a very weird choice, and uh, no no character progression. Things just kind of happened. Other than, I guess, the girl, the female character, the, the token female character became ever. She went. Like, she went from being a. Yeah. To uh, entranced by Aaron Paul's driving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably the worst scene of hers was at the very end when she's like, get in, I'm driving. And Aaron Paul goes, no, I'm driving. And then she just lets him drive. <laughs> yeah, what the. Like I couldn't believe this was the same character that it that we were introduced to, introduced to at the the start of the movie. Like it really made sense that she was at least like, I don't know, like she had a very strong personality. Just kind of, he seemed like kind of a dick because he didn't really know how to talk to people. And then the movie goes on, and then she just becomes like this completely different character while he doesn't change. Yeah, she sort of went from a generic badass, like, badass girl character to damsel in distress, which is, like, reverse yeah. character development. Yeah, especially because, like, it's like her arc was she learns to respect Aaron Paul, you know, <laughs> and, like, respect a man driving or something. So yeah, um, I don't know, man. That was, that was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing that was really stupid was the 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 bounty hunter esque scenes. Of, it was just so stupid them getting hunted down by like, the other people. So that scene uh, actually shocked me. So at one point in this movie, uh, Dominic Cooper's character puts a uh, puts a bounty on Aaron Paul's character. He's just like, don't let this guy get to the race. Uh, kill him and you get my or. 
Stop, Stop him from it. getting to the race, and you get and you get my Lambo. Yeah. So like a bunch of bounty hunters go after him, and up until this point in the movie, nothing has happened to this car. Like he's been driving it stupidly recklessly the entire time. That and car doesn't totally have a dent. Fine. It doesn't have a scratch. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, a bounty hunter comes in with a shotgun, and he shoots at the he shoots at the car. And I was like, well, you know, nothing's going to happen to this car. This car is invincible. And he takes out one of the taillights, which completely floored me. I was like, they're going to let this happen to the car? Yeah. I thought the car would just also be bulletproof. <laughs> it felt like it. And then he starts shooting at them, too. Yeah. Like, he, 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 he took out the rear window. And the tire, he tried to take out the tires with like a shotgun <laughs> from a car. Yeah, I guess like, I guess that should have made the rest more obvious. But that car that they're in the entire movie does not make it to the race. Yeah. It eventually gets hit by a truck and totaled oh. completely on the day before the race. Bounty Hunter is very out of nowhere. And uh, I was honestly laughing because it was just so, so ridiculous. It felt like. Uh, James Bond, or it felt like John Wick for a sec, where it's like everyone's got the deal. They're all going to go for him now. Um, yeah, kind of funny, I guess. Gosh, what else is there to say about this movie? There is something for sure. I can't. I, I've, I've basically said my piece. It's a very, very odd movie. Uh, I, I will say, like, it's kind of impressive how much stuff they decided to put into like a racing car game. Um, mm-hmm. They they added a lot of plot elements, which is like I guess it was kind of ambitious. It's just like I I can't believe like I was looking at the the director's previous stuff. He doesn't seem to be that certified. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know, man. They they were they really they were really and I felt like they were trying to really compete with like the big boys and they they could have just been their own thing like a smaller budget fun racing racing movie but it was just totally all over the place and just very confusing i'm really not sure what this was going for because like the movie had the same basic idea or setup as fast and the furious where Mm -hmm. there's this team of people fast and the furious or oceans 11 even where there's this team of people, everyone has a specific function, and they do stuff with cars, which include, which in this case isn't usually stealing cars, it's street racing, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense, except that why do you need that specific pit crew? It's, it's weird. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, um, that's what I so they to have... talk about. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, well, go ahead. What were you, you going to say? I really wanted to talk about the ridiculous... It was really hard for me to feel bad for the main characters when they were, like, Aaron Paul's character was essentially a dick. Like, the what, what he did to, like, basically any, any, per, any car that went around him um, was terrible. Like, the cops, I feel like a few cops died just, like, by the ridiculousness of some of the crashes. Um, Probably, actually. One of the cop cars burst into flames just out of nowhere. Yeah, and Aaron Paul just didn't care at all he's literally doing this to, to win a race and i guess yeah partial revenge but in well, the but, process but, he like hurts a lot well i was gonna say in the cop chase scene he's literally just doing it so that he can show off to his friend yeah exactly it was completely he, he wasn't even doing it to win the race he was that was a side mission yeah and just stuff like that just really was just like why? Why are you this character? Especially because, like, his whole motivation for the movie is his friend dying in like, a flaming car wreck, and he does this to multiple other people. Yeah, and the you movie are just supposed does not care. You are supposed to feel bad for him and be on his side, but then, like, he doesn't give you a lot of reason to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But what was so I saying? Like saying this movie. This movie, like, you said it wants to compete with the big boys, and so it steals, like, a lot of the aesthetics from Fast and the Furious. But then, like, it tries to be its own thing by not being all about, well, not being, like, as in-your-face all about street racing. Like, it tries to do a little more than that because it's got, like, big 
waiting times between the race where there's supposed to be character development, but it doesn't really do very much. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just sort of, it's not clear what this movie is going for. And I think it's really strange, especially considering the games from my understanding are essentially fast and the furious. Like in the games, you are an illegal street racer who does illegal street races. And sometimes there's cops involved that are trying to catch you. Yeah. So it's like, that's, which is, you know, more or less Fast and the Furious. So I'm not sure why they didn't go full Fast and the Furious with this movie, because the games are essentially already that. The problem might have been just like, it felt like they were copying a lot of, in a lot of ways the first Fast and Furious, or it felt very kind of similar tonally, in that it was taking itself extremely seriously, and uh, it was just really ridiculous. Um, but it was really missing i think they just did it better like there was better acting the the racing was more interesting and like i think the biggest part was it wasn't trying to make a hero out of the characters it, it kind of yeah. like all the characters were kind of assholes and it and embraced that and they were all kind of morally ambiguous whereas in this movie they really wanted you to like aaron paul um yeah and his whole crew despite them again kind of being assholes well, also, like, Rami Malek's, Rami Malek's big scene is him essentially flipping off an entire office building and leaving. Yeah, with his so, naked body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like... a very weird that, scene. That was a very weird scene. It was kind of funny, because, like, he had some pretty neat interactions there. Um, but, like, yeah, none of the characters were good, or were, like... None of the characters were nice people, and they also and like you're supposed to like them, but none of the characters really gave you any reason to. Yeah. Especially, so. especially Aaron Paul, like you said. Yeah, he just kind of had this frowny face the whole time, mm-hmm. and he like was kind of a. I mean, like he just seemed like a sexist character in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, actually. Uh, yeah. In the end, I mean, why? One of the main things his character did was reduce Imogen Poots to nothing. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess like I don't regret watching it. Surprisingly enough, like I was kind of watching it in and out. Like I took breaks and stuff, but it wasn't. It was from what I saw. It was, I guess, enjoyable. Like. I don't regret watching it. It was kind of interesting to see all these different people. Um, yeah. But because... like, this is definitely not a movie you'd want to have watched in theaters or anything. No. What was I, I think really the most interesting thing about this movie is that this is, this is a movie that was made with a cast that at the time was almost no names. And one year later, was entire, was every single one of them was famous. Yeah. You could say it kickstarted everyone's careers. I don't know that it did. That's the thing, though. It's like, it's a movie that all of these people are in, and their careers started or, like, really got going right afterwards. And I don't think it really kickstarted anyone's career. If anything, it ended Aaron Paul's. Yeah. I want to... Have you looked at his, like, his recent movies? Has he done any movies? I don't know that he's done, he might have done one or two small roles in movies since, but he's mostly been TV, and he's been very successful in TV, but I don't okay. think he's done many movies since this. Because I, I just know he did Breaking Bad and then this, and then I haven't heard of him until he's in Westworld now, the new season. And he um, was also in a movie about, a, I, I, he was also in a TV show, I don't remember oh, what it Bojack was called. Horseman. I forgot about Well, Bojack that. Horseman. But he was also in a TV show about like a cult that was based on Oh, The Path. The Path, yeah, that's that's what it was. He was also oh, in that and I heard that was good. Yeah. He actually has a few he, yeah, he had a few credits on TV since then. That's yeah, cool. he's he's doing well in TV. It's it's a shame that he's not doing well in movies, but like he can be. Um, he will get there if oh he my wants God. to. Me, he was this year in twenty fourteen, the same year as Need for Speed, he was in that Need for Speed and Exodus, Gods and Kings. Oh, jeez. He was in Exodus? Terrible. Yeah, apparently. Oh, I saw that movie. 
I don't remember him. He must was he Aaron? I guess it was a small role. Joshua. Okay. Oh, Um, it would have been a big role in the sequel if they ever made a sequel. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he was actually in a a few movies since then. Just none of these are were good. Triple Nine, Central Intelligence. Central Uh, Intelligence was okay. He wasn't really in that movie though. And like, yeah. also, Central Intelligence wasn't like awesome. It was just a movie that exists so that Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson can be in the same movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess just to conclude, like, yeah, I w- I don't regret watching it. I wouldn't watch it again ever. Um, but it it is a movie. It has a plot, and you might be slightly entertained by it. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know that I would really recommend this movie because, like, it was fine, I guess. I've I guess, seen yeah. much, much, much worse. I, but I, I think the most... It. The only reason... The only thing that I could say to recommend would be, like, if you are particularly interested in this cast, it's interesting to see where they all were immediately before they made their big break. Because Rami Malek's big break was literally one year after this. Dakota Johnson's would have been either the same year or one year after this. Um, Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton like got his career back the year of this movie. Yeah. So it is a very interesting cast, but like, yeah. um, so I guess it's interesting for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool to see some of those guys, and uh, yeah. But other than that. Don't yeah, I it, think that's it, it. So I don't really care. <laughs> Passable. So I guess that's that's Need for Speed. We finally, finally. talked about it. We, we got to find a it. new joke now. Well, not even a, well. No, I, I did say in our Ford v Ferrari episode that we are going to talk about Ford v Ferrari, Need for Speed, and Rush. So we are going to have to get to Rush at some point. Eventually, yes. The the trilogy of racing movies, I guess. Um, yep. Some of these are definitely going to be better than others, but I think we got past the biggest slope thank thankfully yeah all right well that's need for speed mm-hmm. please and uh like and subscribe <laughs> please do like and subscribe for more need for speed maybe yeah. we'll do it again yeah and then our next are we doing leonardo dicaprio next um there's something about the next regular movie which we don't know what that well, yeah. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is technically a separate series, so they'll probably hear another Leonardo DiCaprio episode tomorrow. I'm not oh, sure perfect. which one, but by that point, but okay, yeah, sick. these are our next movie for this. Will be I don't know what it'll be. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. See you guys next. All time. right. Yeah. See you next time.